drama on one. Sundays at 8pm. rte.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on one. This is RTE Radio 1. Tonight's Drama on One is Confession by Felix Mitterer. And it's worth knowing that from the very beginning, this award-winning play from 2004 explores and confronts issues that are unfortunately still live in Ireland today. Neil Tobin, Stephen Brennan and Johnny Brennan star in a searing and disturbing story of a man who enters a confessional seeking absolution for a crime. But the priest is not without his share of the blame. Where does the road to forgiveness begin and end? What is the cost of redemption? And can we ever fully right a wrong, one inflicted or endured? If you're affected by the issues in this play, you can get help or advice from a list of services you'll find at rte.ie forward slash helplines. That's rte.ie forward slash helplines. This is Confession by Felix Mitterer. All right, then, you may begin. I'd say it's a long time since you last confessed. Make the sign of the cross and repeat after me in the name of the Father. The Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. May God, who can see into our hearts, grant you awareness of your sins and his mercy. Amen. You seem worked up. I've always been worked up. All my life. Always in a state... Are you married? Yes. Children? A son. When did you last go to confession? Must be about 30 years, I reckon. That's a long time. Yes, a long time. When did you last go to Mass? 30 years ago. You've lost your faith? Yes. Why? Well, it's to do with a priest. Did a priest let you down? Let me down? Uh, No, it's not as straightforward as that. It goes deeper than that. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravening wolves. Who are you to talk to me about false prophets? I'm not so sure. It's probably pointless. No idea what drove me in here, really. There I was in my car, heading for the countryside, when suddenly here I am, in the church... May I say something to you? Go ahead. I often hear that, about being let down by a priest. We are human, too, you know. You have to keep the two things apart. Just because the singer's bad, that doesn't mean that the song is bad, too. Excuse me, but I guess I've got a good ear. But now you're sitting face to face with a priest. The lamb will always return to the shepherd. I'm not a lamb, I'm a wolf. They pulled a wool over my ears, well and truly. And now, they're after the wolf. Tell me what happened. You can tell me anything. That's what I'm here for. Sebastian is out in the car. Who's Sebastian? My son. Okay, and... He's in the boot. Tied up and gagged. With sticking plaster. I beg your pardon? He got scared when he saw the pistol. He tried to run, of course. 
What are you saying? This is appalling. Yes, appalling. My whole life has been leading up to this. It's all my fault, my fathomless fault. Saint Sebastian was always my favourite saint, a martyr impaled by a Roman arrow. Now mine is tied up in the boot. What's the matter with you, for heaven's sake? Sebastian might have made it, succeeded where I failed. He's just as gifted as I was, more so perhaps. But I wouldn't let him. What? Wouldn't let him what? Sing. Hail Queen of Heaven, the ocean star, guide of the wanderer here below. Why won't you let him sing? The temptation's too big. Too big. He's an angel. Angels lead a dangerous life here on Earth. Well, I've heard enough. If what you're saying is the truth, I order you to go straight outside and free your son. You must let me confess first. Get it off my chest. You're just the man for the job, Father. But you can't ask for forgiveness for your sins whilst torturing your son. If you won't do as I say, I shall call the police. You'll do better to listen to me, Father, or I'll make a parcel of you too. Look, here's the sticky tape. Oh, this is absurd. Of course it's absurd. I've been doing absurd things all my life. But I'm going to change all that. Promise. I'm afraid you need a psychiatrist, not a priest. Oh, no. It's a priest I need. Funny. This phrase going round and round my brain all these years. Especially at night, just before going to sleep. It just goes round and round. Judas... Betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? That's me, I think. Judas. I can't cope any longer. As you like, then. Say what you have to say. But get a move on. For God's sake, get going, please. Been unchaste in thought, word, and deed. There's no need to confess like a child. You're a grown man. The word unchaste only exists in Islam nowadays. We've got Sodom and Gomorrah before our very eyes. Just look at any magazine cover or TV man. So cut out the old-fashioned phrase, please. Unchaste. That's not what this is all about. Sorry, Father, but as far as I'm concerned, it is. All right, then, if you insist. You'd better make a start. I have been unchaste with my son. I'm afraid I didn't catch that. Bit louder, please. I have been unchaste with my son. Do you regret what you have done? Oh, yes, indeed, very much. Where there is repentance, there is forgiveness, too. Now oh, spare me these hackneyed phrases, please. They're not phrases. Forgiveness is the only thing that really matters in this world and the next. She won't be able to forgive me. She'll never forgive me. She? Susan, my wife. Has she found out? Yes, she has. She caught us in his room. People like us somehow always feel so certain. And then we go and get caught... She called the police immediately. I grabbed the boy and made off. So what now? Dead easy. Pack it in, call it a day. I shall go out into the woods. A bullet for Sebastian and one for me. You really want to kill your own son? His life is messed up. Just as mine was. Rubbish. Any number of children have had similar experiences and gone on to become perfectly adjusted adults. Where's the harm? You honestly don't see any harm in it? I suggest you go out to your car, set your son free and bring him in here to me. Then I'll call your wife and talk with her. The police are already after me. The hunt is on. Your wife will withdraw her charges. Not her. She's always stood by me. She she treated me like a kid. What's wrong in that? It's easier to forgive a child than an adult. 
Just do as I say, and everything will be all right again. No, it won't. As far as Susan's concerned, I'm now some kind of monster. And to be honest, Father, I'd rather Sebastian didn't make your acquaintance. What? Why not? He's a handsome lad. Takes after me. I was a handsome lad, too. Is that you, Martin? Yes. It's all right. He's here in the church, Mrs. Lockwood. You can go. I'll take care of that. Hello, Martin. Hello. You're kneeling in front of the Madonna. That's lovely. She means a lot to me too, Martin. I'm Father Birmingham, head of this home. Now tell me, why did you run away? Auntie Annie said there'd be a change of tune. The way I got treated from now on. And I'd get beaten if I didn't do as I was told. But not by her an old woman, by Father Birmingham, who was strong. He'd beat the living daylights out of me. Father Birmingham doesn't beat the living daylights out of anybody. You really don't need to be afraid of me, Martin. Be thankful you're rid of the old bag. <laughs> I failed in all subjects. Manners, too. Quite an achievement. Auntie Annie said, take some doing. Mm, I've read your report. I'm not in the least surprised. I feel sorry for you, Martin. Losing both your parents, that one fell swoop. A dreadful shock. Awful, suddenly to find yourself quite alone in the world. You're like a little lamb that's lost its way and can hear the wolves howling in the distance and there's no one there to protect the little lamb. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, here. Sit here beside me. Here, blow your nose. From now on, you're not going to be alone anymore. Never again. You've got lots of brothers and sisters now. Over 200. And I'm your father. All your father. Your shepherd. Do you like playing football? Sure. I'm not much good as a forward, but I'm not bad in defence or in goal. Good, good. Your aunt says you used to sing so beautifully, but now you've failed in singing too. I always used to sing to my mum. And what used you to sing? Hail Queen of Heaven. Would you sing it? to me now as a special favour Hail Queen of Heaven the ocean star Yes, go on Guide of the wanderer here below Throne on life's surge we claim thy care Save us from peril and from woe. <laughs> well done. You've a beautiful, clear voice. And the inner feeling, too. Inner feeling is so important. We've got a boys' choir here, too, Martin. Would you like to be in it? I think your mother would be pleased about that. Then she could listen to you from up there and be happy. Yes, please. I'd love to be in this. Right then, I'll see to it. Take a look up there in the dome. Can you see the little angels? I can see them, yes. Can you spot the one up on the right at the top with the music in his hands and the pink-tipped wings? Sure I can. He looks just like you, Martin. <laughs> and now you're going to promise me 
No more crying. Angels don't cry. That was the happiest moment in all my life, Father Birmingham. Someone saying to me, I was like an angel. Auntie Annie kept telling me I was a devil, a troublesome, cheeky little devil. And she was dead right. I was. You were the angel, Father. You're sort of my guardian angel. You'll be at my side from now on. And nothing more can happen to me. You're so quiet, Father Birmingham. What can I say, Martin? Do you remember me now? Of course I do. How could I not? Guess I wasn't the only one, eh? Must have been lots of angels in your life. The shower room's gone, hasn't it? Ages ago. Oddest shower room I've ever seen. shower heads in the ceiling and you, Father Birmingham, standing outside the huge metal wheel turning the water on and off hot and cold peering in through a glass window to make sure we were washing ourselves properly then you switch the water off and open the door Martin, stay here a moment, will you? Right now. We'll just make sure that you've washed yourself properly all over. What can I say? I liked it. Being stroked. Any kid would. Martin, listen to me, please. No, 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 I'm doing the talking now, Father. It's me that's confessing. So I'm trying to switch things round. And I went back to the dormitory. I could feel 19 pairs of inquisitive eyes watching me. That gave me the shock of my life. Next one, the lads asked me, well, did he give you a thorough inspection? I knew then I wasn't the only angel. You were the only one. Maybe as far as the little ones were concerned. It's true, I was the only sparrow. You used to come and fetch me out of bed in the middle of the night and carry me in your arms to your room. That was lovely. I liked it, being carried. Three times a week you used to come and fetch me from the dormitory. I used to long for you to come. You were so patient and didn't want to break your little toy. You used to go to the Swallows for the stronger stuff. Oh, you did the rounds there all right. And when you were in bad mood, wanted to take it out on someone, you'd make for one of the Falcons. Trouble was, most of the Falcons were already dreaming about the girls, and one of them threatened to go and tell the abbot. <laughs> you left the Falcons alone after that. You were the only one I loved. That's hard enough. I worked for your love. You know, there was nothing... Nothing I wouldn't do for you. And I let you do whatever you like to me. Come on, there's no need to pretend you kids were little innocents. You had sex amongst yourselves, too. Happens in all boys' homes. Had sex, father? That's going a bit far, isn't it? OK, the lads would hold each other a bit. Harmless things like that. Just a bit of masturbation, not more than that. They never harmed each other. But you, a grown-up at the head... You really had sex with us. There's no other word for it. And you had a lot of sex with me. There were things you did to me and demanded of me I didn't like at all. Things that revolted me and hurt. They hurt, Father. But love has its price, of course. Did you ever resist me? Ever say no? Did I rape you? No, please don't. Please, Father Birmingham. Please don't. Please, Father Birmingham. Please don't. Please don't. Please. 
Please don't, please. The young girls are just the same. And it always really means yes, please. I was a child, and you were a priest. Have you really no idea what a conflict of conscience you brought us? Being unchaste is a sin. That's what you all kept preaching at us. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Forever and ever, amen. Is that you, Martin? Yes, Father Birmingham. May God, light of our lives, grant you true recognition of your sins and his mercy. Amen. What's the matter, Martin? Since when so shy? Is there something particularly bad you've done? Can't imagine what. <laughs> Come on, let's have it out. You know you can tell me anything. I'm not only your father confessor, I'm your friend. I've been unchaste. In thought, word, and deed. Yes, Martin. We are all sinners. We are all exposed to the temptations of the devil. You needn't tell me any. Father Clinton. Yes. What about Father Clinton? In our catechism, he said that our bodies were God's temple and that we mustn't defile or soil them. He said that if we cast lustful looks or perform lustful deeds or let others do lustful things to us, we would burn in eternal hell because only the holy sacrament of marriage... God is forgiving, Martin. No one goes to hell because of that. And then Father Clinton also said that if we did such things, soiled ourselves, we'd stop growing, become all weak and gradually go mad because the stuff we squirted out is brain matter. Total rubbish. It's nothing to do with brain matter. Father Clinton is a bit old-fashioned, you know. <laughs> you needn't take what he says seriously. But, you know, I get tired so quickly when I'm playing football and can't get so high when I'm singing anymore. I think your voice has started to break, Martin. You needn't worry. Ego te absolvo omnibus peccatis tuis in omnia patris et filia spiritus sancti. Amen. Go forth in peace, Martin. Thanks be to God the Father. Father Birmingham, there's something I forgot. What's that? I bashed in all the windows in the tram garage. <laughs> I'm an old man now, Martin. And over the past 20 years... I've thought a lot about what I did with you kids. I'm still looking for excuses. I didn't realise what I was doing. I didn't realise... I was sort of addicted. It was as if it, it was someone else doing it, not me. Not me. But I... I was genuinely fond of you. Genuinely fond. It wasn't simply lust, fornication, sin. I loved you, Father. Do you know what the other kids did to me? Not the sparrows or the swallows, although lots of them were jealous of me because I was your favourite. But the falcons really made mincemeat of me. They kicked me in the dirt in the playground, pulled down my trousers, pissed on me, made fun of me, laughed at me. My exercise books kept disappearing. My books, too. During exams, they'd pass me cogs, although I didn't want them, and then, of course, the teacher caught me. Finally, they even stole the teacher's wallet and hid it in my satchel. Even you didn't believe me. Even you thought I was a thief. And thrashed me with a cane in front of the whole class on my bare bottom. My bare bottom! Forgive me, Martin. Cut the crap. There's nothing to forgive. I got my revenge anyway. I took a terrible revenge on you. How do you mean? Well, one day they did find out, didn't they? One day you got caught. What have you got to do with that? It was me betrayed you, Father Birmingham. You? Was it you? Yes, it was. Me. 
I don't believe it. The abbot had died, and there were rumours everywhere that the new abbot was bound to be Father Birmingham. Suddenly I was surrounded by a group of falcons in the playground. Frank Hanley grabbed me by the collar. He's the one who climbed into the Holy Faith girls' home. They all admired him for that, and he had three hairs on his chin. You're going straight to confession, Martin, he said. You're going to confess to Father Clinton, and you're going to tell him what Father Birmingham does to you. No way! I won't! Father Birmingham doesn't do anything to me! Nothing at all! You're the ones who wank! It's you who's unchaste! Either you do as we say, or we'll tell your aunt on you. And that you stole a wallet. We'll report you to the police, and we'll beat the living daylights out of you, day and night. And then we'll rip your cock out, and that's that. Oh, Martin. So I went and confessed to Father Clinton. Come in. Martin, (laughs) shut the door. Come here. Sit there on the bed. Surprised not to see me in the dining hall, huh? Are you sick, Father Birmingham? Oh, not really. Just shivery. Can't stop shivering. <laughs> oh, nothing I can do about it. <laughs> I was all shivery like that when Mum and Dad got killed. Should we send for the doctor? No doctor can help me, Martin. They found out somehow. What do you mean? That I love you. Someone's ratted on us. Father Clinton refuses to say who it was, or he'd have had me to deal with already. Bet it was one of the Falcons. They'd be coming to fetch me in an hour or two. I've been transferred to a village parish miles away. I've been forbidden ever to set foot in this monastery and this school again. Come here, don't cry, Martin. I'll tell you something. I never really wanted to become a priest. It was my mother who did. For generations there's always been a priest in our family. We were poor farmers and the only way of getting on was to become a priest. Please, forgive me, Martin. Things will be easier for you now I'm gone. Let me bless you in parting. Benedicta te omnipotens Deus, pater et filius et spiritus sanctus. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you, now and forever after. And with thy spirit. I promise you I'll never forget you. And I'll be off quickly. Father Clinton will be here any minute. He's already giving himself the airs and graces as if he were abbot. The whole thing's a plot. I'm the senior. It was I who built up the choir. I who collected millions for the churches. And that's all the thanks I get. And that lazy dog, Father Clinton, will be abbot. Off you go, Martin. Father Birmingham? Yes? The confessional is secret, isn't it? Yes, of course. Why do you ask? Father Confessor has no right to pass on information. Of course he hasn't. Even if the person confessing has committed murder, the Father Confessor must keep the information to himself. That's the whole point of confession. Father Clinton, we've just been saying goodbye. 
Not even the confessional is secret. It's all a lie. Father Clinton must have passed the news on to the other brothers right away. And the Falcons knew that would happen all the time. God, how could I be so naive? Me too, apparently. They put me in the cellar for two weeks, on bread and water. Every day at 5 a.m., Father Clinton fetched me into the shower room and gave me an icy cold shower. I'm afraid things weren't any easier after you'd gone. My guardian angel was gone. The Falcons went on bullying me and I began to hit back. No, I didn't. I took it out on the little ones, on the sparrows, coward that I've always been. I got chucked out of the choir for singing a blasphemous song in church. I stopped learning and had to repeat the school year. I had a stomach ulcer that had me writhing on the floor in agony. And one day, just before Christmas, I made off. But where to go? Where could a twelve-year-old lad go? I was no longer a sparrow. Sparrows can survive in winter. I was now a swallow. And in winter, swallows... Martin, for God's sake, what are you doing here? I have nowhere to go. But you can't do that, Martin. My mother is here. She's my housekeeper now. Go back to the home, I beg you. No way. I want to stay with you, Father Birmingham. (laughs) My mother could come in at any minute. She's in the kitchen. Please, Martin. No, I'm not leaving. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. Hang on. I'm coming outside. Can't you see I'll get into terrible trouble? I'm not leaving! I'm not leaving! I'm not leaving! Martin, listen, Martin. Father Clinton honestly believes it was you seduced me. He called you a depraved, wayward little devil. And he wanted to put you in a postal. I talked him out of that, convinced him that it was I and that I alone was responsible. But if you run away now and they find you here with me, I shan't be able to help you anymore. And you'll land in Boston for good. Wait here and don't go away. I'll just fetch the car keys and bring you back. I've got to go and visit a dying parishioner, Mum. Why do you keep asking? Martin! 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 There you are. No room at the inn at Christmas time. No one would take me in. Please forgive me, Father. I was a hysterical child. An awful nuisance. Sort of a a mangy dog licking his master's face. Don't you realise it broke my heart? I searched all over the place for you. All over the village, the entire area. I just staggered down into the valley and the blizzard in the darkness. Then I tumbled down a slope. I stood up and caught sight of something shiny. It was a frozen railway track. (laughs) Perfect place for me. I sat down on the rails and waited for the train. But none came. It was so dreadfully cold and I wanted to get up, but I couldn't. I couldn't, I couldn't get up. My wet trousers had frozen onto the rails. Not only my trousers, my skin too. And then... I heard a train whistle in the tunnel. I got really scared. 
The train was hurtling out of the tunnel towards me. I was blinded by its headlamps, and suddenly someone wrenched me off the tracks and threw me down off the embankment. It was a railway worker. He handed me over to the police. I landed in a borstal. Four years. Four years at the heart of hell. Three overseers buggered me right away. I thought they were going to tear me in half. One time, the head found me, cowering and whimpering in a corner, and he asked me, what was the matter? I didn't answer. I, I felt that filthy and that guilty. But he saw I was lying in a pool of blood. He looked at me sympathetically and lifted me up. Then he put an arm around me and took me to his office. There I told him everything that had happened to me. He wanted to know everything, all the details. Next he took down my trousers and gave me an inspection, just like the doctor. He smeared ointment onto me and said, it wasn't that bad and would quickly heal. And he told me if I relaxed the muscles, it no longer hurt. Quite the contrary. I'd enjoy it. We tried it out right away. The overseers let me alone after that. Only the head buckered me from then on. Oh, I was dead proud of that. He was my protector. Later on, I became an overseer myself. Just the same bestial overseer. Martin, please let your son go. Let's drive back to your wife. I'll explain everything to her and take all the blame. That's just words. Words, father. No use to me. I've got to accept the consequences. Something you never had to do. You were always protected in the bosom of the church. Sure, they banished you to some dump up in the mountains for a few years. But then all was forgiven and forgotten. You finally made it as abbot. I read it all in the papers when I was twenty. I visited the monastery. Not easy by train and bus. Over two hundred miles. But your brothers wouldn't let me in. For days I slunk around the monastery walls singing, Hail Queen of Heaven. Didn't you hear me? Yes, I did. And you were scared, weren't you? Yes. And then I wrote to you. I wrote to you once a week, for months. But I never got an answer. I don't know anything about that. I guess my brother's secretary read your letters and destroyed them. I wasn't abbot for very long. Oh, sorry about that. So I balled up your career a second time. But that apart, things aren't so bad, are they? Nothing to worry about, I figure. You're back in your old monastery... Say the occasional mass, hear the odd confession, and are spending quite a comfy retirement. Martin, I've said before I take all the blame. Who'd they lock up? You? No. It's me who'd go to jail. Me? You think I'm going to let that happen? And whose name and photo would land in the papers? Yours? No way. Nope. Father Birmingham, the only just punishment for you will be when I and my son are both dead. It's a just punishment for God, too. For God? You want to punish God? Of course. He didn't protect me from you. He didn't protect his little boy from his representative on earth. Look, Martin, if there's no other way of sorting this out, I'm going to call the police. Why don't you take me seriously, Father? I'm full of petrol chock-a-block, a spark, and I'll explode. Then explode! I'm not afraid. I'm off now. That grill has been bugging me all the time. Let me go! Now I can see your face at last. A benign old man's face. Do you ever get randy these days? Come a bit closer. Let me take a look at you. No. No, there's nothing randy in those eyes anymore. 
That's right, Father Birmingham. You're going to sit right here and listen to me just a bit longer. You know, it took me ages to realise I was a failure. I've always failed when it came to the crunch. I always did have the gift of the gab, you know. I could charm people into buying anything. I, I worked for a time as a rep and was quite successful. Then I got the chance of promotion and was invited to a seminar and had to simulate a sales pitch to the area boss. Pure theatre. But suddenly... Blank. Blackout. I couldn't get a word out. That's how it's always been. But the worst, the absolute pits, was when I entered a song contest. You remember what a good singer I was. It was you who discovered my voice and gave me all those solos to sing in church. And I had no problems when my voice broke. Lots of choir boys have trouble then, but I just slipped unnoticeably from treble to tenor. I was lucky, really lucky. This was my one chance, one I meant to seize. I could become a second Mario Lanza. And what happens? I get through all the preliminary rounds right up to the regional selection. There's two of us candidates left. My rival goes first, not bad, but I knew I was better. Three numbers we had to sing, two well-known and something new. I wanted to begin with a bang. Granada. A big hit back then. The Civic Hall was jammed. The jury was up in front. A huge orchestra behind me. Just imagine singing with a real orchestra for the first time. I dreamt of this moment all my life. All my life. fans. 800 fans, dead king, the jury looking up at you expectantly, and I have this total blackout. I performed the song hundreds of times, and suddenly it's over. I walked out through the stage door and never sang again, never again in my whole life. It's the same with the wife of my dreams. She was a hairdresser. Boy, she cut quite a figure. Thin as a rake she was, just like in the magazines. When it came down to it, I ran away. Hardly surprising. I never saw a naked woman till I was 19. I'd been an orphan put in a home at eight. It was when I was in the army. My mates took me to a brothel. I was drunk. Didn't even know what a brothel was. Had no idea where we were going. Suddenly I was in a room, and there was a naked woman lying on the bed. I was horrified when I saw she didn't have a cock. I thought she was a cripple, a freak, so I ran off in panic. Later, one of my mates explained. And then I wanted to get married. At all events, I wanted to be like all the other men. Like the others at last. <sighs> it took ages to find a girl because I was a dud in bed. Know who I ended up with? Who? bird I saw sitting in the audience the time I failed with Granada. I was standing outside the stage door, crying my eyes out, when she suddenly came up to me and said, Martin, as far as I'm concerned, you won. Besides, you've got a great voice. Puts Mario Lanza in the shade. Just imagine her saying that to me, to a failure. And Susan married me. But I remained a failure in all ways. In bed, on the job, day by day. But she never left me. I've been out of a job now four years. She's never approached me. And all the time, I was abusing her child. Our child. Perhaps you shouldn't have married. I'm not gay. I'm not gay, get it? Even if you do wish I was, I'm not. What makes you say that? I'm not gay either. Oh, I don't believe it. Now he says he's not gay. I'm a man, that's all. 
The church pledges me to celibacy, to be chaste. But I failed, like so many others. Other priests find a woman. I found the children, the boys. I, I know it's unforgivable, but I'm a man just like everyone else. Sorry, Father. Why do you think my marriage never worked? Why I abused my son? Because I never grew up. That's why. Because I'm still a choir boy. Your choir boy, Father Birmingham. I told you I'll take all the blame. In public, not just here in the confessional. I'll speak out in court. Isn't that enough for you, Martin? Sure, sure it is, Father. Enough for me. I can do without. Thanks very much. I just wanted to talk with you. All my life I have. Your choir boy wanted to talk with you. Father Birmingham, Father Birmingham, I'm alone. I've got nobody. When I weep, there's no one to hear me. Sometimes someone wants to stroke my hair, but I won't let them because I can't trust anyone, can I? Sometimes someone tries to embrace me, but I run away because I'm scared they want something from me. All I want is my mum, because my mum won't hurt me. She only wants to make things better. But my mum's dead. Father Birmingham, if you love me, keep a few steps away from me. Say what you like, but talk to me. Don't come over to me or touch Don't me. Don't come over to me or touch me. No, I won't touch you anymore, Martin. But look me in the eyes and talk to me. Tell me you like me and that I can trust you. I like you and you can trust me. And if I scream and cry because I'm mad at you, you won't be mad back at me, will you? No, Martin, I'm not mad at you. You won't betray me with a kiss like the traitor? Judas did the son of man? No, Martin, I'll never betray you again. Then you can stroke my hair. Then you can take me in your arms. I'm alone. Dad. I've got nobody. Dad. Whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me, it is better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were cast into the sea. Stop that. Stop that, I say. Please, Martin, you can't let your son atone for everything. You can't just pass it on forever and ever. That's hell. Don't do this to me. There's no joy in this life for Sebastian. He's my son. I've done worse things to him than you ever did to me. How could he ever get over that? He's got a mother. You had no mother. You've got a point there. Do you want absolution, Martin? From you? Forget me for the moment. I've already told you how it is with the singer and his song. Yes, I'd like to be forgiven. And the penance... If there can be any, any more... Oh, yes, there can be. I'll willingly perform it. Choose your own penance. God, the merciful Father, reconciled himself with the world through the death and resurrection of his Son. He sent the Holy Ghost to forgive our sins. Through the Church he grants you forgiveness and peace. And so I pronounce you free from your sins in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Lord has forgiven you your sins. Go forth in peace. Right. Now come with me, please. You know, Father Birmingham? Yes? Women always remained strangers to me. I never understood women. I was always afraid of women. I only know myself and my own sex. But I always revered the Mother of God. Mother of God, sweet. I still pray to her even now. I don't believe in anything anymore, but I still pray to the Mother of God.
This is Father Birmingham. He's going to take you back to Mum. Listen, Sebastian. I'm desperate. I've done everything wrong in my life. And I've done just about the worst thing one can do to one's own child. I... Perhaps... One day... You'll be able to... Where are you going, Dad? Out for a bit. I, I need time to think on my own. Dad! 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 Where are you going, Dad? Come on, Sebastian. Let me take you home. We've been listening to Confession by Felix Mitterer. Neil Tobin played Father Birmingham. Stephen Brennan was Martin. And Johnny Brennan played Sebastian. Sound supervision was by Philip Cook. And location, recording and production was by Kevin Reynolds. If you've been affected by what you've heard, the Dublin Rape Crisis Centre operates a national 24-hour helpline on 1800 77 That's one 800 Double seven, double eight, double eight, and other supports are on our website, rte.ie forward slash helplines. That's rte.ie forward slash helplines. The series producer of Drama on One is Kevin Reynolds. Drama on One Sundays at eight pm, rte.ie forward slash Drama on One. Drama on One.